1: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
2: This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And, um, man, every show is great, but this one's special, you know, um, people always ask me, do you talk about sports or anything else? And no. uh this show we gonna talk about sports, we gonna talk about um, things of um, I met this young lady at least. event. who was special to learn some things from her. We are going to talk about life as you prepare do you prepare for after sports or before sports. I'd like to get my guests on the phone and let her tell a little bit about herself. Debbie Wold, am I saying your last name right Debbie?
3: That is correct, yes. Hi, everybody. How
2: are you doing today?
3: I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself?
2: Good. we us give a little bit about what you do, where you are, where you work, and then a little bit about yourself.
3: Certainly. I had the privilege of meeting James at one of our golf outings. I currently work at Woody Buick GMC um, in Naperville, Illinois, and I am outside sales and marketing. And... We ran an NFL golf outing, and I ran into James. We hit it off famously, and here I am.
2: Well, and actually, let's tell everybody to get down to Woody and um, get some, I don't know, if you're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. What you do for that, and they can come down and get one and drop it off and everything, right, Deborah?
3: That is correct. We currently brought a vehicle to Tim Terrell. We drove it to his house. We filled it up with gas. We let him take it to Bourbon aid to the Bears uh, training camp, and that's where he's currently at right now. We like to cater to our customers individually and let them feel like they're special and give them the options of purchasing or not.
2: Well the thing about the and come to raise from an NFL person, a very young man, um does a lot of things for the community too, so everybody out there lets you know a little bit about Tim. So, great guy, right, Deborah?
3: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Well then let's start off, you know, I want to start first, you know, are you a bad
3: fan? <laughs> Yes and no. My husband is a diehard Bear fan, and I am a converted Bear fan through marriage. I'm a Green Bay Packer fan because born and raised in northern Wisconsin, but I live in Illinois, and I do love the Bears too.
2: Well, I was telling right when we met. I say we went when, um, I was a junior at Wyoming, and you know, going down there and play Wisconsin. And, you know everything down there, is, uh, Green Bay. So not uh, exciting that is. You know because the whole town owns the team. I am so sight it is to be down there for a game or we'll be in that town. Excellent. Hello?
3: Wait, go ahead. I'm sorry. I missed you.
2: Oh, i right. uh, Tell us a little bit about how exciting that town is, you know, when the uh, Green Bay Packers are ready to play a game.
3: Oh, my goodness. The whole town rolls up its sleeves, and we get out there, and we enjoy ourselves in the game. We do whatever we can to make the fans feel welcome. We... Basically give them first class service. We love our teams. I mean winning or losing, they're the best of the best in our eyes. Of course it's you know, cheese heads if we call ourselves.
2: All right, you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Oh absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well then I wanna um, get started with on um, what we we spoke on and we need could talk more about it and we can get into it but you know there is life either after football or anything you do, and, and you know you, it cannot even be sports, but it just be something you want to do in your career. And we spoke about audibles, and um, then you will take that in a direction where you can speak on that about people. You know, audibles is where uh, if you watch sports, the quarterback get up to the um, center, get underneath the center, and he looks around, and you see him calling out numbers and letters and what he's doing to see the audible in the play does what he has done. He's seen something that he didn't like with the defense. So he's changing the play. So what we're gonna do with that the life we're gonna change that over it's the same concept of life, right, Deborah? Don't explain a little That more is
3: correct. That. Absolutely.
2: Let's explain a little bit more about that.
3: Absolutely. Well in life you start out with a direction, be it in high school or college, and you have a goal in mind that you want to achieve. For some people, it may be sports or the NFL, like we talked to our North Central College kid, the football team, and saying, you know, what are your audibles in life that you're going to call to get you to your goal, be it the NFL or be it in business? And what we came up with kind of a solution with the audibles is having a pre-plan in your mind when a situation arises. How are you going to call that audible in the right direction? to achieve that common goal at the end, which would be, like I said, the NFL or business.
2: Now, with the elbows, you know, and I was telling everybody when you see it, it's so quick, you know, it's like in sessions, thing, you got to figure out what play you want to run or, or what what guy you have to block. It'll fail, you know. In life, it won't mm-hmm. be that But in life, it won't be as that quick. You'll have more time to elaborate on it. But that's a good concept to look at because if you can do it that quick and, you know, like on a play and change, you can do something. And a lot of you to have more time to figure out. You agree with that?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's where you guys are so important in the NFL, in the NBA, in baseball, et cetera, and sports because you've started out from a position where it might have been positive or negative, but somehow, some way... Somebody came along as a mentor in your life where you guys are mentors to these young people in high school and in college, and you gave that ambition, you gave them that motivation, and that one famous saying that Mike Dicka always says, success isn't measured by money or power or social rank. Success is measured by the discipline and inner peace. But I want to add one word into that. It's the motivation and the mentors in your life. So I think by you guys coming into these young people's lives through your radio show, through special conferences, through many different avenues, you give them and implement into them those ideas, those, like you said, the special teams that come in, and they know how to play those plays. So when those situations do arise, that may distract them from going to their goals. Those audibles are there. They can quickly play that play and get to the situation where they're moving back on track in the right direction. Does that make sense?
2: It makes a lot, too, because it makes me think about, um, well, I came through my life, and, you know, I had to do some models, uh, different things came up, you know, like I said, when I was in high school, you know, and go to class. Right. get the best. Right. I go mean, to a junior college, you know, and learn how to, you know what I'm saying? So that makes is perfect, and uh, that's a
3: Oh, absolutely. I think that everybody in life, even the successful people, which success is a state of mind, in my opinion, no matter if you're Donald Trump or one of the greatest football players or basketball players. It's all in the mind. And success is a state where you have made those proper audibles along your life to get back on that track and to not give up, because failure cannot be an option in life. You have to succeed and overcome But again, I go back to you guys are so invaluable because young people, older people, everybody looks up to you and your image of what you portray in your industry. It is so important to say, hey, I was down here at one point and you were sharing with me that time, the audibles that happened in your life. And then you made those right decisions and look where you're at today. I mean, it's phenomenal.
2: Let's, let's, let's change it a little. What, what, what would you say to um, somebody that did an audible and made the wrong decision? Can they build back from that? Can it get the um, respect of people again? Do you think so?
3: Well, I think if an audible was made that wasn't the right decision, then there has to be a sense of maturity and say, you know what? I made a mistake. Okay, let's get back on track. We can't be too hard on ourselves because we don't always win the game, do we?
2: No, we don't.
3: So, like you always said that locker room talk where that family orientated mindset in the locker room before that game. That's where the people gotta get together and say, Hey, we didn't win this one, but there's always a the next one. So let's not give up. Let's not lose our momentum. Let's get back out there on the field and let's win the game.
2: You know, that's good you say that because I know a lot of kids come to me and they say, you know, I wanna play in the pro. If you don't make you still not a failure probably another hour just because you're telling me you want a good athlete. You know what I'm saying?
3: I certainly do. And there's very successful business people. Like, look at yourself. I mean, my goodness. You played, you did your very best, you made it to the top, but you took your experience and you took it on. Like that one young man we met, I believe his name was Troy, who had several surgeries on his knees. And he said, I'll never see the NFL. And I said, well, what do you want to do with your life? What's your goal? He goes, am well, I want to go into finances. And I said, then go be a Donald Trump. He's like, how? I go, take what you learned in football, the discipline, the structure, the order, all the things that you had to learn, and apply it to your business life now. Apply it to getting good grades so that when you get out there, those audibles are still going to be applicable to your business life, just like they would be to your, your athletic life.
2: You know what though we gotta take a break when we come out, we're gonna elaborate a little bit more on that, because we had another, met another two gentlemen, I think with Tyler and what the other guy you know, no band name.
3: Eric, yeah. Eric.
2: Eric, right, uh, and one man a time uh, you know, we had to talk have a talk. with him, but we'll come back for a little break and then uh, we'll speak a little bit more on that. But this is James Love and my guest Deborah Wold that right? That's
3: correct. Yep.
2: We'll be right back.
1: You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host. We're back with the show.
2: My guest, Deborah, are you still there, Deborah? Yes, I'm still here. Thank you. Glad you didn't leave me. Glad you didn't leave me.
3: No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I have to put it out there, too, before we uh, finish talking. But uh, when we were on the golf course, and uh, we were driving by the hole that you guys were going um, with these um, auto and um, you had so much energy, you know, and all the guys just seen it, you know. and You know, that type of energy, people like around them. Oh, boy, I had so much energy. I mean, just so much blow that... So positive people that they we haven't really spoken to you yet. And you know, you just so much energy going. How is that so much?
3: Well, I think it comes from my life as well. I, I didn't have the best of the childhood, but in my life I learned through a mentor to cry the right audible to make sure that when I called a wrong one, I learned from that and then I began to call the right ones. And I had somebody in my life who was so energetic and said Failure is not an option in your life, Deb. No matter what obstacles you go through, it's not an option. If someone says no to you, they're not saying N-O. They're saying, I don't know enough information, the K-N-O-W. And I thought, wow. And so throughout my life, I learned to take a little bit from each person that I met, and I brought them into my own life. And it's through my faith. It's through my family. My beloved husband, Robert, and my daughter, Lillian, who I had three years ago, and then through meeting people like you, I just kind of store up inside so that when I'm around people, it just overflows. I love people. And I love people like yourself because I learned so much from you. I was never a real die-hard any kind of sports fan. But then what happened in my life is I started watching, actually watching football and realizing the plans and the goals and the, the whole process of playing each play, required so much time, energy, and and learning. And so through that, I just applied it to my own life. And I went out there and just did it. And when you're around people who are vivacious and outgoing, you want to surround yourself with good people, positive thinkers, people who have strong faith in God, people who have good morals and values. And it's contagious, right? You just want to get out there and start sharing the good news
2: about life. Okay, I want to pick on you for a minute. You said something that was really um, challenging. And a lot of people out there. You say you grew up, we had the best um, life growing up. But these kids always telling me, you know, hey, Mister love you know, we don't have this at home, and it's all like this. You still can make somebody of yourself in life. You know, am I right there?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. To be real transparent and honest, which I have no problem with, I had an alcoholic father, excuse me, dad, and he was not really present in my life, and everybody said, oh, you know, you're never going to be anything because you don't have that male-dominant figure in your life. Well, you know what? You don't need it because that's where you go with big brothers. That's where you go with mentors like you. And it's so important, James, and I'm going to do a plug for you because I really see the importance. Every single high school... Every single college should have you doing your radio show from that school, as well as business owners who are fathers, who are brothers, etc. Because what you have to say could be that mentoring word or that message that's going to take these kids who sit there and go, I don't have a dad, I don't have a mom. And then those words are going to be implemented into their mind and they're going to remember, wait a minute, those words that he spoke to me on the field of life are strength for me, and I can go out and do it. And I tell anybody, you don't have to have a mother and a father, and if you do, it's a blessing from God. But don't look at it as a negative. Get out there and be better than what you currently could have had and realize that there's nothing that you cannot overcome through your faith, through your friends, through surrounding yourself with good people.
2: You know, you said something, too, Dad. I want you to a little more about it. A lot of people when I was growing up were talking, about, "Oh, you too little. You ain't gonna make it in the NFL." You too. You know they was always trying to knock me down. And what you yeah. would, you might not grow up with a mom or a dad, but you could be something, right, there.
3: That's right. Well, I believe it was Troy. You said I'm, a, you know, one of the North Central College football guys that was with us on the hall. He's like, "Well, I'm too short." It's like, when has height ever been a restriction in momentum and meeting your goals? You can be a scrapper on the field if you wanted to be. It's all in the mind. Success is a state of mind. It's not so much a state of body. The body will follow the mind. And you overcame that. I don't me look at it as an obstacle, just a minor glitch along the road of life. But you have such a great success story where people said negative things to you and you took those negatives and it's like, well, that's fine. I'm going to go prove them wrong. And you made it to the top, the crumb de la crumb, the cream of the top, the NFL. And that's something that you can hang your hat on for the rest of your life. And that will give hope to other kids, too, and adults.
2: And, and definitely said that because of the guy, Tyler,
3: I believe you said that? Yes,
2: I believe it was Tyler, yes. Too short and you, know, you never do nothing because if you do your best and give your all, you know, um, that's all you can do, you know. And they're going to see that, you know. I know he was telling me, I don't know if you heard it, he was saying, you know, we had a Division two school, I think, something to it. I said it don't matter because I remember when I was at the Eagles, their first round draft pick was from Division three school, you know. So you can't life like if you got all this, you're going to make it. You don't have to have all that. Just work hard. And that's why you, you look back at that in life. Work hard in life and you're going to achieve so many goals, right? That's
3: that is absolutely correct, and that's what we share with Dr. Hammond, the president of North Central College, and um, Coach John Thorne, and your son, Jack, uh, Jeff. You're right. It doesn't matter what size school you come from. Don't pigeon-toe yourself, oh, I've come from a smaller school, so I can't make it. For heaven's sakes, your identity is built in yourself. You're the, sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. So when we get out there, and no matter what school we came from, no matter what Childhood we had, no matter what obstacles we had growing up, we can overcome anything. It all depends upon our motivation. It all depends upon our discipline, our focus, our structure, and surrounding ourselves with good people.
2: You know, and, and that's another thing we talk about too. You know, you gotta, you know, everything. How I many friends you have? I say I have a few because I want to people with friends that know. When something ain't right, they're going to be there for you. They're not going to back off. Only be there around when things are going good. We have to tell these young kids, like, you just keep saying, surround yourself around positive, good people.
3: Absolutely. Because I think when we surround ourselves with negative people, in my mind, growing up, it was like having weights hanging over my head and it kept pulling me down to the ground. But when I became of age, 18 years old, I got my wings and I flew. But I found people that were uplifting. If somebody made me laugh, I brought them into my life. If somebody was like, I was seeing them very successful in life, I brought them into my inner circle. And then I started gleaning from each individual one, saying, I could take a piece of that person, a piece of that person. And that's how you build yourself up. So how do we know we're
2: around this, people? How do we know this person will be one? you want to hang around with? I mean, can you spot it or don't, I mean, early or late?
3: Well, in my humble opinion, I think you can see somebody who's a good person by their morals and their values. I think that describes and that kind of discerns a person right off the bat. You know, there's nothing wrong with using a colorful word in a situation of, um, like, pain or angst, but if someone's using colorful words in a sense of their vocabulary, Probably not someone you really want to hang out with because we like to mimic other people. So good habits produce good people. Bad habits, in my ideology, produce people that need a little more help along their life and having more good people in their life. So I think you can watch the way people act. Like the moment I met you at the NFL golf outing, and you were sitting there in the golf cart, and you had this big old smile on your face and you just drew me to you. I had to come and talk to you because you have a sense about you that you're very positive and outgoing and you're very relaxed around people so it draws people to you and I think that's something that people learn how to read body language that's really important. Even young people should learn how to read body language. I'm sure you've got to learn it on the field, right, when you're getting ready to make a play.
2: Right.
3: So I think that applies to life as well. When They're getting ready to hike that ball. Someone's running over here. This body part is moving over here. You know an idea what's going to happen. And I think life is so transparent that way. If you see somebody like a young person, you know, smoking and drinking and, and just wasting their life away, well, that's probably not someone you want to hang out with. But you don't want to throw them away. You want to bring somebody who could be positive like an elderly person, older person, and give them an opportunity to change. But if they don't want to change, they're not going to. So you kind of have to learn how to cut your ties, too. So it comes down to having a clear conscience and the right ideas, getting mentored by men like you and other men, you know, in that same caliber that had those successes. And then they can tuck it away into their memory. When they go into situations, they will be able to make the right choices.
2: You know, they said something great. I like to go to, um, you know, all the NFL events like that because there's so many positive people around there. I was in that banquet hall room at night, you know, just looking at a room, you know, from the kids to the parents. Yeah. work. There was so much energy going around that room. Do you agree with that?
3: Oh, yeah. I think that well, you guys have such a platform, and I keep going back to that because you're all in the limelight. And when you... Do things like your free football camps for, you know, underprivileged kids. That speaks volumes to them, especially your business owners who could be supporting these organizations as well. I think if we all work together, we can make a difference in society. And with our kids growing up, some kids are entitled to the point where they never need anything except a hug from mom and dad or from somebody that's going to be positive influence. And then there's the kids that grow up that don't have anything. And I truly believe that you guys could be the pivotal point to bring the two angles together to bring a nice level playing field for everybody.
2: I said, who was positive in your life that started you off, you know, because... um man, you have amazing story too, you know. I sat there when I met up with you and I was just like almost in tears because we could have talked for hours that day, (laughs) you know. I mean, who's positive are you, you could say?
3: Well, one thing, I really had a beautiful mother. She was there through my dad's abusive behavior and she stood by my side. But then as I got older... There was a gentleman, and I was a firefighter out in Washington State, a forest firefighter, when I was 18. It was my way of escaping away from my home. And a gentleman named John Barswell, he took me under his wing, and he became a huge mentor in my life. He taught me that, well, Deb, just because bad things happened in your life, it doesn't determine who you are for your future. So he was a great influence. And then again, my faith was huge in my life. I didn't have a father, so I turned to Father God, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm very proud of it, because I think if people have faith in their life, along with every other aspect, it just balances you out.
2: You well, no, um, hold that thought. We're to take a break. We're going to come out and a break. We're going to elaborate a little bit more on that. So, this is James Low
3: Fantastic.
2: Brother, we'll be right back.
0: self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics.
1: Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lassiter. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This
2: is James Loving back. with love my guest, Deborah. bro. Are you there? I'm here. You there? You bet. I don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose you. Well, go ahead and finish the level. Um, who would like to
3: tell who has motivated you? Well, other people along my life, it just depended on what kind of environment that I got myself as far as business, because I got into um, working with uh, the Chamber of Commerce here in Naperville, and I met a lovely lady there named Bev Fryer. She's from Naperville, and just a... Positive, positive, positive person. She believed that there was nothing that she couldn't do. So she started out with a piano store and then she went on to be a real estate mogul and just there was nothing that was going to stop her. She's in her late 80s and for heaven's sake, she's still going 100%. She was up in Canada fishing this past weekend. So I think it's so important to surround yourself by watching other people who are positive and outgoing and then... Going up to them and saying, would you be my mentor? Having that ounce of confidence and bringing them in and saying, you know what? That's what I did with John Barstow out in Washington. I said, John, I need somebody positive like you in my life. Would you be willing to adopt me as a you know a child to be mentored? Even though I was 18 years old, he's like, I'd love to. I'll bring you to my family. And so that's what he did. And he taught me majority of the things that I know.
2: The reason why I brought that up is because I want them the least know that every field that goes in, you always found the positive up there around, am I right?
3: Oh <laughs> You absolutely do. I think that there are so many people out there that have found their way in life and be it in football or basketball or baseball, whatever sports it may be, or whatever business venture it may be. And they found it through the three foundations: their faith, their family, and their friends, and people they surrounded themselves with.
2: Now, these things, two young men we've met enough North century, you know, they're around a good group of guys. Because I was able to, when we first came in to meet some of the other guys, they have to find a way to build themselves up and make them think that whatever they do is believable, right?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I think sometimes. In smaller schools, which I noticed a little bit when I was, we were at the event, that there's a limitation. They said, well, because we're a smaller school, we really shouldn't try to just Let's just get the championship. It's like, no, 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 no. Reach for the stars. And if you get the trees, you're doing fabulous. And that's what should be always implemented. You know, like you always say, when you have these camps, you're not trying to change the way the coaches are doing things. You're just there to give a little more motivation because you've achieved that pinnacle in life being in the NFL. And you have those ideas, which can be implemented to other people.
2: I think that, too. I see that a lot, too, at the smaller schools. The kids are just like, hey, we just playing. Glad we had a school plan, you know. That's not the case, you know. they got to realize, no matter, even with a job, I mean, if you're not the supervisor, you're still working. You're still somebody special right there.
3: Absolutely. Like that young man... Eric, you had his knees operated on several times and he almost had tears in his eyes when he said he's never going to go to the NFL. Well, that's just one goal. What's your second goal? You know, is it to be a family man? Is it to be a father? Have a family? Is it to be a successful businessman? And and I think you're right. And this is why, again, I'm going to go back to it. You've got to have programs like yours into these schools. We've got to implement them into the schools getting these kids interviewed because you motivated those kids by sitting there with me in that hot, blazing sun at that golf outing for North Central College. You motivated them. They came up to me at the end. It was like 6 o'clock, I think we, we wound up. And they said, they shook my hand. They said, Mrs. Wool, thank you. We've never had an NFL player at our school. Now I have dreams again. Now I have hope.
2: Because those kids, that's what they need. Uh, if you can go out there and make them feel like other you know, stuff, I mean, cause they're around the coaches and players all the time. But somebody else coming in that's different. Tell them, hey, you can't know, do They love getting that, don't they?
3: Yes, they, it's, it, the coaches are fabulous, and, and everybody there is wonderful. But there's nothing wrong with being someone who has achieved that pinnacle of where they're going to. Into that environment, it's just like putting the cherry on top of the cream. You've got the whole Sunday now. And so they have where the pathway that they're going to, and these coaches are doing a phenomenal job with them. I'm I mean, var none, they're excellent. But you need to have that extra cherry on the top to show this is what we can do and the stories behind it. because that not only motivates the kids, The kids get motivated. They go home and tell mom and dad. I bet you anything that those two young men, Eric and Troy, went home and told mom and dad, we had James Loving from the Philadelphia Eagles sitting on the hole with us the majority of the day. And he told us about his stories, and we've got pictures with him. And I sent those pictures to the guys by texting them, and they were overjoyed
2: we will always be there for a kid like you, like you say the one kid with all the surgeries. And, you know, okay, you might not play ball, but have another dream, right?
3: Absolutely, dreams can come like a rainbow. They come in many colors, and it doesn't matter what your dream may be. Just don't give up on it, because if you give up on it, then you failed yourself, and you're not going to forgive yourself. But the thing is, it's getting back up on that horse is the old saying is, you know. If you fall off, you get back on. That's what I used to do, and I used to ride horses. I was afraid the first time I fell off and never got back on, I wouldn't have become a horse rider. It's in life. I can't even imagine being on the field and getting hit for the first time. It must be like a semi-truck coming at you. But you don't just lay there. The coach called the next play, I'm sure, right?
2: Yeah, I do.
3: And you get back up and you get back in.
2: I gotta realized, too, there's going to be some rough times in life, right?
3: Oh, yeah, there's always going to be rough times in life. But it's all in how you deal with it. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, my relationship with my dad, I'm 48 years old, is dead, basically. But I pray for him and I love him, but that's okay. Because I learned to be... You know, God gave me a great father for my from my uh, my daughter Lily. I was always afraid. It's like, gee, I I don't want to have kids because, you know, bad things happened in my life growing up with my dad. But man, Almighty, I made the right choices in life, met the right man in my goals in my life, and he's the best father I've ever seen to my three year old daughter, and she adores him, and so do I. That's
2: good. Like I said, we could have talked for hours that day. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but you know, um, it, it's just great. Like, how people understand that you know these kids are what we have to look forward to. You know, um, they're the future, right?
3: They are the future, and if we don't start looking at these kids, the entitled ones and the ones who are under you know underprivileged and we don't start taking notice of them, we're going to lose a generation here. We've got to use everything that we've got. When we see a young person, this is what I do, when I see a young person, I go up to them and say, I am so proud of you. And I don't care what background or nationality they are. And they say, well, why do you say that about me? Because I said, you're special. And someday you're going to wake up and you're going to realize how special you are. And all you're doing is you're implementing into their lives a positive saying that they can hang on to. That, hey, I met this crazy woman, so-called. She came up to me and said that I was special, and I'll never forget it. And that's what I hope that I know your radio show does this. It just gives encouragement to young people, old people, all walks of life. Because like Dikta says, you know, in football as in life, they're both very similar, You've always got to make audibles in your life to make the right decision, to bring the right people into your life, so you can win the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl is whatever your goal is in life.
2: If that is true, and it comes out, to you be rewarded. I mean, if you step back and you watch football, whether like making an audible, the reward is, all the right audible, and of course, I'm right there.
3: That's exactly right. And when you get that touchdown, I'm sure the joy and the excitement, and you'll never—it's a memory that is imprinted in your life forever. And now you have a stepping stone to draw back on when things don't go your way. Like, wait a minute, I had success. I can do it again. Because once you've made it, you just repeat it.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's just you right. It is. I mean because you did finish it and go longer than that. one thing that you made, so always something to finish and maybe go longer than the next.
3: Exactly. Just another stepping stone. I loved when we went out for coffee and you were sharing with me about your journey in life and especially after football and the, the trials and tribulations that you went through. But then you came to that point point. it's like, wait a minute. You woke up and, and you began to turn around because of the successes you've had in your past gave you that strength to make the successes in your future. Look where you're at now. You're just as successful as you were when you were on the field, in my eyes, and I'm sure everybody else out there. Am I correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah. true. That's true. I hear it all the time. You know, so, and, and you you like to hear that but sometimes you get down on yourself. Man, you just got to feel on the right because call all in place. You know. Hey,
3: yeah. try, and I think another good thing for people to do, whether they're young people or they're middle-aged or old people, go and help somebody else. Go help a young person, whether it's with their schoolwork, whether it's with you know cleaning a yard for an elderly person, whether it's doing some volunteer time. Get out there and help somebody else because then it takes the the thought process off of your own mind and you start thinking about somebody else because someone's always got it worse than we do. I've learned that as a kid. You know, I thought my childhood was bad until I met somebody else who had something worse. They had no parents. They lived in foster care. And it's like, holy cow. But they're so successful now because they learned how to call the right audibles a life and they didn't let what they didn't have affect them. They said, I'm going to go make a difference in somebody else's life. And they went out and they adopted a bunch of kids and all of their kids are successful. So it just depends on making those right choices, those right audibles.
2: Successful is really good. You know, you said, just because you've got a bad hand, you can move forward to get a better hand if you feel right?
3: That's right. That's
2: right. You ain't always got to say that bad hand just make your hand better. Put those cards in. Get some more. You know how we get that life?
3: That's right. We are in control of our destiny. Bad things may happen to good people, but it doesn't mean that it has to make that person bad. I wish I could go tell... I I teach religious education at my church, Mm -hmm. and I tell these kids, I don't care if you came from an affluent family or a poor family or a middle-class family. Your destiny is in your hands, and the choices you make today will affect that future.
2: You said something real good. I like to talk about we're a little bit more too, though. You know, you hear a lot of people kids, like, you know, oh, you know, we don't, we don't have it. We grew up in this um, neighborhood. As this is how it's supposed to be. That has no difference. That should motivate you more. Am I right?
3: Absolutely. It doesn't matter what home environment you grow up in, with one parent, no parents, grandma and grandpa. Even if you grew up in a home that's in slum or if you grew up in a home like in northern Wisconsin like I had, you know, just on a dairy farm. What matters is that you have that motivation in your life and you think of things. One of the things I did when I was a kid, I always set little tiny micro goals for myself. It's like, okay, today I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to come home and I'm going to clean my room. And those little bitty goals will get you to your big goals in the future, so it doesn't matter what the environment is. What matters is the way you think about your environment. Take a negative and turn it into a positive. Failure can't be an option in our lives because we can always succeed at something and then build upon that.
2: So we're going to take another break. We'll come back. We're definitely going to talk a little bit more. Then we're going to let you know, get out your information, How everybody get a hold of you and then touch you where you at and give a... Uh... Down there, the Woodies, and come down there and drive out.
3: There you go. Sounds good.
2: We'll be right back.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, Trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week, and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network, your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Oh, this is just you know, as
2: my guest like I said, all the things that relate to the show. You know, we got to talk about the football, the basketball, but everything relates like, to life, what you do life, or after life. If you is an athlete or not, I mean, daily work for the right, Deborah.
3: That's correct. That's correct.
2: Well, we was talking my last summer, but I definitely like to get um, you speak up to where it to gets touched to i will with the other coming in, a star, get, get out. You have it for the day, so I can get it. Go ahead, Devil.
3: Well, basically, um, in regards to what I do, based, um, I started working with Woody's about uh, Woody GMC here in Naperville about um, two, about three months ago. And my plan was to create a female sales team and men as well that would cater to clients because not everybody has time. Again, it goes back to calling that audible. So I talked to the two owners and they said, sure, why not? So basically what we're doing here at Wavio GMC under my guidance is we're bringing cars to people. You see something online that you like through our, our website, we go and check it out, give me a call, set up an appointment for a free test drive, and then, you know, when you're ready to make that decision to purchase a vehicle, we're here for you. There's no pressure whatsoever
2: i get in you.
3: What's that again? I'm
2: sorry? I'm to get in touch with you.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. How you can get in touch with me is you can contact me at 630-631-6575, or you can email me at d w o l d w o o d y c a r s at gmail.com. My mobile number is the perfect number to contact me, 630-631-6575. And I would love to see how I can earn your business.
2: you got a good thing, too, you know. Um, no pressure, because we, we spoke and we laughed about that. house. You go to Vegas and go all these places and these timeshares, and they so pressure you, you know. Come do this, you know, buy this. You, you guys not like that, you know? You're like, hey, take the car home, you know, decide. We'll come get it, right?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. We What we did for Tim is we drove a car out there. We bring a car we call a chaser behind us. We filled it up with gas. We left it in his driveway, and then we took off in another car, and then he can have it for a 24- to 48-hour period. Uh, Jay, Martin, and uh, Woody have no problem doing that. Then we'll just, when they're ready, we just come back and... 24 to 48 hour period, pick up the vehicle and bring it back to the dealership. And then they can make that the choice when they're ready because people are too busy nowadays. And it's just calling that audible and seeing that need. Like, wait a minute. We need to cater to our clientele. And so by catering to people and treating them with first class service, it gives them an opportunity to see we step ourselves apart a little bit like Tim always says. you got to watch the little nuances in life and just be a little bit better than the competition. And that's what we do here at What Do at GMC. We love our clientele. We treat them like family. And we will do everything that we can to earn your business. We have a great ballet program where you have a car that you purchased from us and it needs to be serviced. We'll travel up to 80 miles to pick up your car. We'll leave a loaner with you We'll take your car back to our dealership, fix it up for you, give you a minor detail on it, and then when you're ready, we'll drive that vehicle back to you and then take ours home. We just have these little ideas just to make our service a little bit better than others.
2: Hey, that, that sounds great when you were saying that to me. Like I'm like, yeah, I know I'm a great guys. but I know Tim when then did it. You know what I'm saying? It has to be a great thing. Um, he's the face of the um, retired players, you know, him and um, Marcus. Yeah, market. Deb, you know that?
3: Oh, I didn't know. That's fantastic. That's great.
2: Yeah. But, Deb, well, I, I like to put you on the spot. I mean, you know, a lot of young people listen to this show, older people and all that. What advice would you to You know, start with the young ones and then the old ones. If any day, you know, advice for life.
3: My advice for the young people is never give up. I came from a bad childhood. I came from a bad environment, but I never gave up. I clung to my faith. I clung to people who were positive, and I watched them, be it a coach, be it someone who comes into your school like you, giving presentations, which I think I believe is invaluable, as well as people around you in your environment, grandma, grandpa, whomever may be. For people who are older, realize that you're not throwaways. Just because we hit a certain age doesn't mean that we're just done with. We're invaluable from the womb to the tomb. And when that time comes for us to go home, then that's our time. But we never stop losing our value, be it from a child to a young person to a middle-aged person to an adult. And if you're facing crisis in your life, take these words to to your heart failure cannot be an option don't ever give up if someone says no to you that doesn't mean it's an obstacle it just means you need to understand that they're saying I don't K-N-O-W enough information about you so show me more of who you are
2: uh, This like you said there's a lot of people, people out there that will help you know, you can find the right one no cut
3: with them, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Never feel like you're alone. I know growing up, I always felt like I was alone, and I never was, because there's always somebody who cares. Somebody is going to be out there that's going to want to help you in any way, shape, or form. That's why these programs that you are offering, it gives people, it gives kids, even business owners, when they hear these stories, we're going to be like, how do I get involved? How do I help out? Because that's what it's all about. When we help somebody else out, we're helping ourselves.
2: Well, then um, I, I told you, you know, I wanted to listen to know You're like, what were to talk about? I didn't want to say because I, I just want you to talk freely, you know, and you did a marvelous job. I, you know, you press me every time I sit down with this house,
3: Oh, I'm I'm totally impressed by you and inspired by you. You make me want to achieve even greater goals. So I thank you and it's an honor to be on your show. It's an
2: honor to have you as a guest, you know. But let's keep moving forward and doing great things together and um like I say, you know, thanks again. Thank all the guys out there for letting you be on
3: Yes, thank you, Voice America. It's wonderful.
2: Well you have a great day, That's the show for the thanks. day. See you next week
0: and management.